Hello, and welcome to Modern Leader, the podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Rubio, and I'm extremely excited to be jumping on today to talk about a really hot topic out in the workforce right now, which is quiet quitting. And to cover that topic, I have a very special moderator with us today, Joshua. Joshua, thank you so much for uh, agreeing to jump on with us today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Absolutely. So just to kind of set the stage or tone for this podcast, I want to share with our listeners what we've done, which is we went out and we gathered some of the most popular or um, common questions out there regarding this topic. And we're going to unpack those one at a time today. But before we do that, in the spirit of modern leader, the podcast tradition, I'm going to pull one of these random questions and I'm going to ask you to answer that question for us, Joshua. Are you good with that? Sounds good. All right. And that question is pineapples. Do they belong on pizza? Yes or no? What are your thoughts? Hmm. I've actually never tried it, but I love pineapple. So I would argue that it does. Okay. Well, I'm going to have to take a minute to process that. So you're telling me that you've never had pineapple pizza before. Never. Wow. Okay. So where do we go from here? <laughs> okay. I personally love pineapple pizza. There's something about the sweetness of the pineapple and the kind of saltiness of the pepperoni. Well, at least I like pepperoni and pineapple pizza. So that's that's what I'm advocating for here. <laughs> um, I, I think just the way that those flavors combine, it's absolutely delicious. So homework, you're going to have to try that and let us know what you think. So we're going to follow up on this topic on our IG at some point. So for those of you who aren't following us on IG, <laughs> make sure you follow us on IG at modern underscore leader one, because we are going to finish unpacking this later. And I also want to hear y'all's thoughts. So I'm going to, I'm going to put out something so we can vote on this topic. All right. Well, with that said, Joshua, once again, thank you for joining us. I'm going to go ahead and pass the mic over to you so that you can start asking us those questions. Yeah. So let's jump straight into it. What is quiet quitting? All right. Well, absolutely. That is um, the million dollar question. I think we've all started seeing uh, this term pop up in social media and, you know, social networking sites like LinkedIn and things like that. And um, we've done a lot of research to kind of make sure that we come in on this topic, not just from a place of opinion, but from a place of understanding what data is available. So to summarize some of, some of the things that we've uh, learned about quiet quitting throughout the uh, research for this particular podcast is quiet quitting is really people that are not going above and beyond and are just meeting the bare expectations of the job. So these are going to be the people that fall into that meets expectation or consistently performing or consistently meets whatever you want to call that kind of slow and steady right in the middle type of employee. So with that said, I want to say this, I want to say that um, there has always been that middle of the line, when we look at a standardized bell curve of performance, we know that the majority of our team are going to fall kind of right in the middle as far as, you know, they're, they're meeting expectations, they're not exceeding, um, and they're definitely not people that are not meeting at all, right? They're just right in the middle. They're getting the job done. So with that in mind, they say, well, you know, that's that's pretty normal. So why is this a concern or why is this even a topic? And what I'm finding is that the reason that this is a topic, the reason why we're concerned is that this is becoming very intentional. It's something that it's not that people are struggling to meet uh, meet or surpass expectations, is that they are intentionally only doing just enough, right? They're doing just enough to make sure that they're meeting the requirements of their job description. So there is no 
um, desire to go above and beyond or try to help the company push into uh, a new direction or a higher performing direction. So um, what's the catalyst for this? And well, the catalyst has really been social media. There's a lot of buzz about this on TikTok. Through my research, I was watching some of the videos about quiet quitting and the examples that are shared are things like, you know, um, no, I don't want to take on an extra project. You know, if you need more people to work on projects, you should get more people on your staff so that you can hire and pay people to do it versus getting me to do it, which is, um, you know, when, when I listened to that, I had to kind of sit with it for a minute because um, that's a completely different perspective than, than what I have on additional projects or stretch assignments. You know, I look at those as opportunities for people to, to grow their skill set, to get experience and exposure. Um, so to know that that's a, a mindset that's out there and that's being kind of pushed through social media was something that took me aback a little bit. But, um, you know, the core answer to your question is quiet quitting or people out in the workforce who are just doing enough to get by to make sure that they're meeting the job description and have no real desire to do anything else. So there's a couple of more things on this particular point that that I want to talk about. But uh, before I go on any further, uh, Joshua, any any comments on that? No, those are all really good points. Is there anything else you would like to share? Yeah, um, you know, uh, <laughs> I know we try to keep this podcast to, uh, to 25, 30 minutes to make it bite-sized, but this is a, a big topic. So I want to also just say that we've always had employees that are disengaged. So I talked about the bell curve, that standard bell curve, and we know that we have employees that are going to be kind of meeting our expectations, but we've also always had employees that are disengaged. They're not really actively engaged or um, align with the goals, mission, values of the company. They're just kind of doing what they need to do and, and you know, collecting their paycheck, which is fine, right? I mean, they're doing their job, but we've always had a segment of our teams that haven't been engaged. So I want to say that that's not new and that's something that we've always worked to to figure out. How can we reconnect people? How can we make them feel um, a part of the bigger purpose of the organization. So those are things that we've always done. So I just want to add that, that quiet quitting is not this, you know, new idea that's come out where now all of a sudden we don't know what's going on with uh, with our teams. And all of a sudden, nobody wants to do anything extra. There's always been a segment of staff who is okay with just doing what they need to do, clocking in and clocking out. So uh, I wanted to point that out because I don't want any leaders to feel like there's something absolutely new here. It's just a different way of framing the message and of looking at things like the example that I shared, but that disengagement has always been there. Now, one thing that I will call out is that according to a Gallup uh, poll that was done recently, about 18% of our staff is now loud quitters, which is the squeaky wheel type of quitters. That means these are people that are actively disengaged and they're going around making sure that everybody knows how disengaged they are, how much they disagree with the company, the direction, the decisions, the rules, uh, the policies, procedures, right? So these are the people that are the squeaky wheels that we hear really loudly, and they're they're making sure that everybody knows they're, they're dissatisfied. That is actually up to 18%, which is um, the highest it's been since 2013. So there has been a bit of a shift there, but I also want to recognize that our 
engaged population, it's still at 32%, which is pretty stagnant. So there hasn't really been a big shift. All of a sudden, there's more disengaged employees. What it is, is that the demographic of people that were in the disengaged bucket has shifted a little bit over to the actively disengaged, which means there was, a, there was some of our population that uh, on the workforce that was just disengaged. They were kind of just scraping by. But now there's a little bit more of them that have moved over into the actively disengaged bucket, which means that they're now being a, lo a lot louder, a lot more vocal about how dissatisfied they are. Yeah, those are really good points and a great segue to our next question, which is, what can we do about quiet quitting? That is a phenomenal question, and I have so many thoughts and <laughs> so many commentary based on, on the research that we've done. But before we do that, let's go ahead and take a short break, and then we'll come right back and unpack that. Don't go away. Today's episode was sponsored by Brohawk Solutions, an independent consulting firm with a focus on aligning people, processes, and technology to improve the employee experience, leading to an improved customer experience. From operational assessments to mentoring of contact center frontline leaders, as well as any technology challenges you may need a solution for, Brohawk Solutions wants to be your trusted advisor in the contact center space. For more information on how Brohawk Solutions can help your organization, visit their website at brohawksolutions.com. That's B-R-O-H-A-W-K-S-O-L-U-T-I-O-N-S.com or find their LinkedIn page at Brohawk Solutions. All right, and welcome back, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today as we unpack the topic of quiet quitting, which is something that is hitting our workforce and, and a big buzz, right? Everybody's talking about it. It's all over social media. It's all over um, our professionally networking sites. And Joshua, our moderator, is asking some of the most popular questions, and we're diving into those one at a time. So before we went on the break, Joshua had just finished asking a question that we're going to pick up on. So Joshua, would you mind asking that question one more time for us? Yeah, for sure. So what can we do about quiet quitting? That's a really good question. Um, when it comes to quiet quitting, we want to look at what's the why behind it and how can we reconnect and re-engage with those folks. And according to the Gallup poll that was done, managers are actually experiencing the greatest amount of drop from engaged to actively disengaged. So that to me is very significant because frontline managers are responsible for about 70% of the organization's entire engagement. That is astronomical. We rely on our frontline leaders to engage about 70% of our staff. So if they're not feeling it, if they're not feeling engaged, if they're not understanding you know, what we're doing, then the majority of our team is going to feel that way. So what can we do about it, right? Well, let's talk about what's causing that. Why is it that our frontline leaders are so disengaged or feeling so far away from what's happening in the organization? And one of those things is clarifying expectations. A lot of uh, frontline leaders are reporting that they don't really know what's expected of them right now. They're not really sure. As a matter of fact, every four out of 10 frontline leaders that were polled said they did not know what was going on. 
So that is extremely concerning because if our frontline leaders don't know what's happening or what's going on, or they're not connecting with the purpose of the organization, how are they going to perpetuate those things down to the frontline level? How are they going to make sure that our frontlines are engaged and buying into the mission, vision, value, purpose of the organization and feeling connected if their leaders aren't? Remember, their leaders, the frontline leaders, they're the face of the organization. They're the ones that talk with them every single day. They're the ones that share the messages with them for the most part. Um, so we really want to make sure that we're supporting our frontline leaders, that they're feeling connected, engaged, that they're understanding what's happening. One of the ways that that is recommended that this be done is that they're met with weekly, about 15 to 30 minutes a week, um, not only at the frontline leader level, but at the individual contributor level as well. Now, I know that meeting with every single employee, 15 to 30 minutes a week can be a lot to ask from a company when it comes to time, right? Uh, it's hard to find the time to to do that. I come from a contact center background, so I know that it's very difficult to find time to pull people off and still meet the, uh, the needs of, of the customers that are calling in. So I understand that, and I can definitely empathize with that. Like, well, I want to do it, but how? And I will tell you that it's something that has to be figured out. It is. It needs to be a priority. There needs to be that connection on a regular basis. So I would encourage you to go out and look at how do I show the ROI on this and figure out how to make the compelling story that you need in order to, to get that done for you to be able to meet with people on a regular basis. There are tons of, uh, tons of research out there that talk about employee engagement and the ROI on that. So I would encourage you to do a little research, find a source that you trust. Gallup is a great resource that shares a lot of information uh, around a lot of different uh, workforce topics. And one of them is employee engagement. And there's a lot of good information available through them that you might be able to leverage to help build your ROI case to getting more time to connect with, with your folks. With that said, I also want to make sure that we recognize that leaders are also human. They're people. They want, you know, a lot of the similar things that everybody else is talking about for frontline employees. They want to feel like there's growth opportunities. They want to feel like uh, they're cared about, like they're connected to the organization and the purpose. So not only should we be focusing on how do we make sure that the frontline feels that way, but also that those frontline leaders feel that too. Or do we have the right programs in place to support them and their growth? Well, how do you know is the next question. How do you know if you have the right programs? We have programs and we think they're great. When's the last time you asked them? When's the last time that you asked your frontline leaders, what do you think about the programs that we have? What would you like to see in the programs? Getting their feedback and then taking action on that feedback it's going to be one of the best ways to start to re-engage and reconnect those frontline leaders. Those are great suggestions. Now for our listeners wondering, where should they start? Love that question. It can be a little bit daunting or overwhelming to say like, wow, there's this problem out in the workforce that's impacting all of us and I need to do something about it, but I don't know that, that I'm the right person. I don't know if I have the ability to, to, to make the decisions in this area um, there's no time. We we squeeze out every minute that we possibly can. 
to connect with our folks and still be able to meet the service level requirements. Um, you know, so we're, we're feeling like we don't know what to do, right? How do we, how do we move the needle on engagement? It's such a high priority. It's such a important topic to focus on, but how it could feel very overwhelming. So what I would advise is start off by asking questions, you know, find out what is working for your teams, what is not. Um, there's a lot of different ways to do that. You know, find a tool or resource that works for you. Gallup has a great survey, the, the Q12 survey, which I personally feel is a great place to start to use as a launching pad to um, start diving into how are your folks actually feeling, what's working for them, what isn't. And then you can start to just chip away at that. What are things that are low-hanging fruit? Maybe people are feeling that um, they're not connected to the overall organization. You can start by sharing how their work connects to the overall picture of the organization, how it, uh, how they contribute to the success of the organization, and why do they care that the company is successful? Well, what's the purpose of the company? What's the purpose, the vision, the mission of the organization? And tie it back to that and figure out how do we celebrate that we're making an impact in the communities that we serve. So I would really start by saying, take an inventory of the different programs that you have, take an inventory of how your folks are actually feeling, hear directly from them through surveys, and then figure out what can we afford to start working on today? What's one thing that we can do differently? If it's transparency, how can we start to have more transparent conversations? How can we start to provide more information on what we're doing and how we're doing it? And more importantly, why we're doing it. So I would definitely encourage you to start there. Thank you for sharing. Now we're coming up on time. Are there any last thoughts you would like to share with us? Absolutely. I would say my final thoughts on this is there's so much valuable information out there when it comes to employee engagement, uh, this quiet quitting topic. There's uh, research being done left and right on it. Um, I would encourage you to start to do your own research, find out what you can do to start moving the needle within your own organization. Uh, Modern Leader is happy to be a resource to you. You can find us on Instagram at modern underscore leader one send us a direct message. You can also click the link in our bio and find different ways to connect with us. We're happy to have additional conversations with you, partner with you in any way that we can to help you as well. You are not alone. We are all in this together. We are all trying to figure out as leaders how we can make the workforce a healthy, happy place for everyone. So please feel free to reach out. Um, we'd love to be a resource for you. And with that said, Joshua, thank you so much for joining me today. It was a pleasure going over these topics uh, with you. So thank you for being here. Yeah, totally. And thank you for having me. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us and for listening. I hope you found value in this topic and we look forward to chatting with you more on the next episode of Modern Leader, the podcast. Thank you and have a great one. Today's episode was sponsored by Brohawk Solutions, an independent consulting firm with a focus on aligning people, processes, and technology to improve the employee experience, leading to an improved customer experience. From operational assessments to mentoring of contact center frontline leaders, as well as any technology challenges you may need a solution for, Brohawk Solutions wants to be your trusted advisor in the contact center space. For more information on how Brohawk Solutions can help your organization, 
visit their website at brohawksolutions.com. That's B-R-O-H-A-W-K-S-O-L-U-T-I-O-N-S.com or find their LinkedIn page at Brohawk Solutions.